0: Welcome everyone to season two of
1: conversation with a consultant. Today, Ron will be speaking with Maura, and uh, I hope you all enjoy this conversation as we all learn a
0: little more about consulting and financial planning. So if you're not aware, this is part of our resource YYC initiatives to learn a little more about different areas of professions and consulting as a whole. So we. We hope that if you are a consultant or anyone just interested in getting to know different people, come on down to Resource YYC in Calgary and check out our our co-working space. And we've got many different options for you. So I hope you can come check us out. Over to you, Ron.
1: Good, thanks Rosemary. Yeah, and I encourage you to come down and meet Rosemary and check out the space. It's a great spot to network with professionals. So um, yeah, today uh, I'd like to welcome uh, Maura Shafto, um, and uh, and today part of her series around um, um, conversation with consultants is really again like Rosemary said to network, um, get people uh, to understand a bit more of the professionals. And uh, Mora has a great uh, background. Her company is uh, financial. She's a financial planner, uh, cash flow specialist, and get to know a little more about that. I think that definitely is a timely topic. So um without further ado i'd like to welcome you here today thanks uh, for joining us maura
0: thank you for having me
1: good and you know what i i suspect you'll do a better job at introducing tell us a bit about your company than i will so maybe give us a little elevator uh, pitch on what your company does and and how you got started there
0: i've been in the financial services industry for 10 years and um i started in the insurance end of that industry and then moved into financial planning became certified one of the things that I kept coming up against was that people really struggled with their relationship with money Mm -hmm. and so I did some research and I became a certified cash flow specialist Mm -hmm. and I really I really really enjoy that part of helping people because it really brings to light some of the ways that we handle money and often it's not just about the money so it's I like to you know dig in dig in with people and get them to where they need to go figure out what their goals are and then you know send them out in the world prepared empowered and prepared
1: so it sounds like a bit of a certified cash flow (laughs) therapist well
0: anytime (laughs) you're talking about money Well, really, anytime you're doing anything with people, there's always that sort of, you know, how do you get them from point A to point B? So in particular with money, there's so many stories around money. We grow up with, you know, opinions about money. Things Mm -hmm. happen to us. And yeah, I think um, you're going to see more and more about behavioral cash flow coming into the industry.
1: So, and you were in, you were in industry before, so you worked for a big, for a company, right? And, and. I worked
0: with, I worked with a bank in Alberta for six years.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So, so huge change. So a couple of things we want to talk to consultants to really, to learn about that whole process of becoming a consultant. But a lot of that journey, um, you know, starts with big companies for a lot of people. So, so, so maybe tell us what was your, what was your role like? So you would have definitely dealt with people's finances finances, and within the big company. So what was maybe a bit of that, um bit of your background and how it helped you decide to go out on your own? And, and, and it's a huge, I mean, it's a huge change for any individual to go working for a company and then out on their own. So kind of what led you to that point where you said, I want to do it on my own?
0: Well, this is my second career. So I have been a, I was in the automotive industry for many years.
1: Oh, wow. went
0: out on my own as a fleet consultant, Mm -hmm. went back into the industry and then switched over. So it wasn't my first rodeo when it came to working for myself. Yeah. Um, One of the things about working within the structure of a bank,
1: um, Mm -hmm.
0: there were certain things I could not do with a client. So I was specifically there to be an insurance planner. So... Although I could provide a little bit of guidance, I couldn't do in-depth coaching in terms of cash flow planning. So that was one of the reasons why I made a shift.
1: Well, that's interesting because that is one of the things uh, that people who work in a big company have lots of good ideas, but are constrained by the company for good reasons, right? Um, so that's allowed you to go out and and what prompted you know it sounded like you did a bit of learning along that way but did you have any role models for this type of uh, business or is it just something you felt a passion to do and and thought you'd go and solve a problem in the world
0: yeah i don't know i don't know anyone who's doing this business this particular way yeah Uh, but certainly i do have a lot of role models in terms of people consulting out Mm -hmm. there providing service to clients um i am developing a hybrid model. So I do some one-on-one coaching and developing out some group coaching also
2: mm-hmm.
0: really depends on the situation. And, um, you know, I, I, and I, and taking my business more online, I'm sort of learning yeah. that as I go.
1: Yeah. You know, that whole online that during COVID it changed everything. So maybe I'll just ask it. I've got a bunch of questions to ask you, but how did your company and your plans change over the last three years from where you well from where you started out especially with COVID.
0: Mm-hmm. so i thankfully had done a lot of work remotely over the telephone or over mm-hmm. my laptop previously so for me there was no big learning curve there oh how do i zoom or yeah. how do i you know so i was already i was already there um the more i did my studies the more I knew I wanted to shift into cash flow and behavioral mm-hmm. cash flow. And so that kind of morphed in rather than it was like a plan right from the start.
1: Hmm. Well, and so, um, you know, like any good company startup, uh, what problems you talked a bit about the problem you need to solve, you know, you want to solve the And, and it's really a combination of the emotional side and the practical side so tell me about jumping into your company and trying to trying to start out solving that problem for people. Did you was it Did it click right away, or did it take a while to kind of get going?
0: It's uh, it took a, a while, and when it, it's funny because um, people often talk about budgets, yeah. And I don't work with people on budgets, but yeah. I just started putting budget back into my conversation. Just because Hmm. people understand the word budget, and then I have access to teach them about the difference between budget and cash flow. Whereas Hmm. when I started, I was like, budgets don't work for 95% of people. And already (laughs) people were like, well, you know, what is this then? Yeah. So by sort of putting it back into, you know, giving them access to something that they already understood, they already understood that Mm -hmm. you know what a budget is, then I can move them along the road <laughs> to to seeing what the difference between cash flow and budgeting is, for instance.
1: Well, and I think having that conversation, I think you had said, I mean, most people would rather talk about death than money, right? So so finding that entry point into a conversation, you know, it's it's when you're starting your own business and have your own, it's hard enough to market and get clients, let alone talking about something they don't even want to talk about. So so that's interesting that you found the word budget and, and that conversational way in. But have you found any other things along the way that kind of got those conversations going and 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 started to add some productive value?
0: Yeah, I actually just tell people I have I talk about money. Yeah. I talk about money. I talk about something that people don't want to think about or talk about.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And one of the shifts that I've made in my practice is. The kind of person who's going to work with me is a is the kind of person who knows mm-hmm. that a professional can help them get to the next level.
1: Well, you know, and, and it's interesting because I think th- there are some real skills that people probably need to learn around this, both personal and, and probably tactical, but it's the stories about successes, either the problems they've had or the stories about successes about probably money to probably help some of those conversations along so so how do you find storytelling and and talking about stories about money as as uh in a part of your business
0: well i talk about my own personal story as a mm-hmm. single parent you know mm-hmm. two jobs and you know <laughs> juggling <laughs> a lot <laughs> right anybody can sorry
1: so there's probably a few people can relate to that so
0: for sure. Yeah. Uh, so I talk about that. Um, I also will share stories of people that I've helped, mm-hmm. you know, people that have come to a different realization about w- what they were doing with their money and why they were doing it. And sometimes there's so much fear and shame. So I really try to normalize the conversation and just say like, everybody feels these things about money. Mm-hmm. And if they tell you they don't. Yeah. <laughs> Mm, even you, it doesn't matter how much money you make.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You can, you're just broke at a higher dollar value. Yeah, right. It doesn't you know, matter. It does not matter.
1: Yeah, that's interesting because you don't know behind. Uh, everybody has a different story and a different circumstance, and and even, you know, it's interesting as startups. We deal, you know, it's a lot of time with startups, companies like that, but. Um, you know you may have a great idea and tons of clients, and you may have lots of employees and lots of stuff, but sometimes the owner is the last one to get paid and feels oh, the pain more paid more than anyone else. So no matter how successful a company is, uh, the owner sometimes is the one who gets paid last and least, and people don't see that, right or or in anyone's circumstances right great job, but that doesn't necessarily tell the whole story about their cash flow, does it?
0: No. Definitely not. No, yeah. it was not.
1: And so, um, you know, and, and I think, uh, you know, part of your company and part of what you do is you really explore how people got to the place they were in their money situation. So a lot of it goes all the way back to how they managed their family as a kid, how they were raised and and all the things about their life that got them to there, right? So so how do you tackle that? Because I imagine some of that's fairly sensitive. Many people don't, there's stuff that people don't want to talk about money, but they may maybe a lot of contributing factors that that lead into that.
0: Well, for one thing, by the time they get to me, they do want to talk about money.
1: Mm. Oh, that's good.
0: <laughs> right? Because yeah. they know they know it's a conversation they need to start. So if you can imagine that someone's on a spectrum of not wanting to talk to money about money and talking about money all yeah. the time, I want them to be somewhere in the middle of that spectrum. Mm -hmm. again so that they were already addressed okay so i don't you know i'm not fixing anybody right Mm -hmm. i'm asking them they don't even need to share with me why they have that Mm -hmm. story they don't need to share with me how they got there i want them to look what was the first memory you have about money what did your parents teach you about money You know, have them look, have them because building awareness is going to help them. I I don't need to know, oh, you know, I went through a really bad divorce. Often that stuff will come up. Yeah. Right. But I don't need to know that I, what I, I want them to start exactly where they are. So so awareness and acknowledgement and then from there. We build yeah. out what their values are around money, what they're trying to accomplish. How do we get them somewhere different?
1: Yeah, I was gonna ask you. So that and how do you find that shift? Does it take a while to get to kind of uncover the awareness part? And then does it make it easier to move on? Or do you find that comes fairly quickly, the awareness part?
0: Well, it depends. <laughs> I mean, if they were really great with their money, they would come to the awareness more quickly because so, yeah. it's going to cost them more <laughs> if it takes them <laughs> longer right for many reasons yeah. um yeah i you know i've been talking to people my whole life so yeah. i think people find me easy to yeah. talk to so,
1: so what does it look like you put a plan together what what would a i, I don't know if there is a typical client but what what would be a uh, a uh, a path for a client if they came to you so they had awareness they came to you and said I need help well what would that journey look like
0: right so one of the things that we would do we would have a conversation to find out okay, okay. is this going to work for you are we mm-hmm. is what I do going to work for you and sometimes it just won't so then you know end of conversation that that's a free mm-hmm. consultation right Mm -hmm. from there we decide okay what is it you're trying to accomplish what are the challenges that you've got so then i have a general idea of okay because there is the practical part Mm -hmm. of things the tactical part of things and then there's the what's the mindset that's going along with that
2: Mm -hmm.
0: so i try to separate it and then bring it back together um somebody said to me, you know, you're so practical about money because like, you just don't make it to be a big thing. Mm
1: -hmm. And it's
0: because I put the emotion back in the money and then we talk about it and then we Mm -hmm. can take it out. Yeah. Right. So let's acknowledge that there's some emotion there.
1: Yeah. So that's something you hear uh, here very often is put the emotion into the money (laughs) because it's usually the exact opposite, right?
0: Yeah. So So. it's, and that's where the thing is, you know, because mm-hmm. if we pretend
2: mm-hmm.
0: that we make money decisions rationally, we are just perpetuating yeah. the lie <laughs> that we make money decisions rationally. <laughs> exactly. And we don't.
1: Well, so here's the question. So is this an individual? Um, you, are you in individuals? So are you working with couples? Or are you working with uh, sometimes family, I work with couples families. Yeah, sometimes um, I will and, work with
0: a couple. I will do yeah. like a if there's a family,
1: yeah,
0: I will do that kind of work. That's more on a mm. sort of a custom tailored thing. Yeah. Um, so we're so yeah, we're look we're looking at what are we trying to accomplish? Let's work a little bit on your values. What's the end goal? And then we back up and say, what's your money mindset? Let's work Mm -hmm. a little bit on that. Mm -hmm. And then I start putting it together. And everybody's different because some people will be, maybe I'm recommending a refinance, Mm -hmm. right? So if I'm recommending a refinance, I want to know that when we do that refinance, we have put the strategies in place to make sure that you don't end up how you got there in the first place. Yeah right
2: well, so and, how
0: are yeah. we putting the money that we found how are we putting it to work for you so that it supports your goals
2: mm-hmm.
0: and i always provide a short-term goal because why else do we work
1: yeah
0: right like you know if you can never buy another coffee or never mm-hmm. buy another pair of shoes or you can't go to europe like what
1: what's the point of living But like, yeah I was going to say, and, and I think a lot of people avoid it because they think the moment they deal with it, they have to give up so much that they'd rather not deal with it. Right. So it sounds like you Which actually is what a budget complete, is. completely acknowledge, acknowledge the things that people want their money for. So,
0: and I always say it's your money. Yeah. Let me figure out, let me help you figure out mm-hmm. what you should be spending.
2: Yeah.
0: And then you can spend it in whatever way you want. But let's look after your committed expenses, the things that are going, that have to be paid,
2: Yeah.
0: right? And I was just speaking with a client and we were doing some work and she was like, oh man, I think I might have to cut out chef's plate. And I was like, do you cook? And she said, no, I, I hate cooking. So I said, what will you be eating if you don't eat chef's plate?
1: Yeah.
0: And oh, she was chef. like, "Sorry,
1: I actually, it caught me off like, Chef, that's a food home delivery food." <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 <laughs> yes. Okay, sorry,
0: I should have explained that.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. I, I took me a while, but so, now I realize if they're not getting yeah. chef plate, they're not eating. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's right. She's just yeah. eating. So I said, "That's not. Let, let's not do that. Like, let's mm-hmm. figure something else out." So how does how do we make the money work for you? It's yeah. Your money. And the other thing is, if we're always denying ourselves, we're not going to stick to any budget, any cash flow plan, any, any, anything.
1: Yeah. So it seems to me you have, you, you, people are in the right, if they're uh, really in the right frame of mind, then you have a real solution to offer them. How do you connect those people out there who are now ready to talk to tomorrow? and haven't found you yet how how do you as a consultant or a business how do you actually market yourself or or connect with those people
0: uh, well i think marketing is uh, uh it's something you have to do all the time so i've mm-hmm. been spending a lot of time mm-hmm. you know building out i do a lot of video content on linkedin yeah. i just started an instagram channel i just started yeah. doing reels <laughs> which You're is on. i don't dance in them you know i'm <laughs> just
1: doing like Thirty seconds.
0: <laughs> <Do the> TikTok, <laughs> so, do you have a
1: TikTok uh, account, and you're doing uh, financial dances, are you? <laughs> yeah. So I haven't, I
0: haven't branched out into TikTok. Yeah. Um, although several people have said your content would be great on TikTok. Yeah. I, yeah.
2: Um,
0: but you know, so when you're marketing, you want people to understand mm-hmm. that you an authority that you're adding value to their life that you know what you're doing Mm -hmm. and the thing is i want them to understand like talking about money is hard for people so i want them to understand that i'm going to be walking that road with them
2: yeah
0: and so that's you know giving them the hope they need to push through yeah. Because sometimes they they think that they're stuck where they are. Mm-hmm. So that's in that's in all of my marketing.
2: Yeah.
0: And I do get referrals from other financial advisors. Mm-hmm. Who, this isn't their area of expertise yeah. and they don't want to do this work. Um so I do get referrals that way. And word of mouth.
1: Yeah, of course, which is the best word of mouth comes from someone who's actually had success which is great right good um yeah no this is great I I'm you know for any entrepreneur it's always that no matter how good you are at what you do trying to connect with the people who need your services is always the hardest so that's interesting and and it sounds like and I I totally understand why the video portion of that is huge for you right because it gives that personal connection so
0: well um, people see I, this is the way I talk. Yeah. So this that's is, this is the way I look. This is the mm-hmm. way I talk. So <laughs> you're either going to relate to it. Yeah. Or you're going to think, man, I, I don't want to be in a room with that person. <laughs> you know
1: what I mean? <laughs> And there's nothing worse than finding out the hard way with a consultant that this was not a good fit for either person. So no, I think that's great. Videos are great. Way to, and way to adopt the technology. I mean, that's clearly with digital technology the videos and things like that are great so and and which we're doing a podcast together so that yeah. just validates that so any um any so you've had a couple companies before you know, you've had a company before so this not uh, the first time you did but anything uh, when you started your company again anything changed between you know clearly the the business uh what you're doing is different but how do you feel about from the first time you started a business to doing it this time?
0: I think I have more patience. Mm-hmm. Um, and realize the ramp up, it, you know, I'm, I'm going to be an yeah. instant overnight, 15 year success. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know um, it takes, a, it takes time and it takes time for momentum to build. And I think the biggest thing is when you get a little momentum, don't let up.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Good advice. Right?
0: Because you'll go back through that dip, which is
1: tough. And do you have a do you have a peer support group? Or how do you? Um, sometimes being a solopreneur can be a tough grind. So how do you find support for yourself and, and encourage yourself in your business?
0: Definitely I have a support group. You know, one of them for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Yes, you have to have people that you can talk to and uh, you have to, you know, and and you have to say what you need. So when you're talking to that person, what is it you need? Because sometimes you just need to talk and sometimes you want someone to give you solutions. Yeah. Yeah. Right or give you some feedback or whatever. So I'm quite clear. I'd like some feedback on this, mm-hmm. or I just have to get this off my chest.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Do you know what I mean. You know what? And and I think that's one of one of the reasons really, we really we want to talk to consultants and people who are in this role because sometimes it's just a little light bulb come on. Says I'm not by myself, right? <laughs> and yeah, and you know, other people may not be doing the exact same thing as you. But they've had some experiences that may actually really help you out, right? And and just like say talking through them sometimes, you never know what nuggets. I mean, someone's gonna listen to this podcast and there'll be some little nugget that we didn't even think we added value and they may yeah, get something exactly. out of it, right? So no, I appreciate appreciate you sharing that. Um, anything we didn't talk about that you'd like to share?
0: Uh I would say the difference between a budget and a cash flow plan. Mm. <laughs> so I think I mentioned that a budget. Yep. Well, maybe I didn't mention, I talk about them all the time. So a budget is good for something with a fixed timeline for a fixed amount of money, Mm -hmm. fixed goal. So renovating your house, going on a holiday, planning a wedding, Mm -hmm. start, finish. How much is this going to cost me? How much do I need to save? Build in a little bit of overage and then you're good to go. Mm -hmm. When people start to try to make a budget fit their lives long term, Mm -hmm. it becomes very, very challenging. You know, the average Canadian owes about $1.86 for every dollar that's of earned income. Mm -hmm. So that means most people are struggling with budgets.
2: Yeah.
0: Right. And with cash flow. I'm really teaching people what are your committed expenses? what are your goals, what have we got to spend, and you get to decide what you're spending it on. Yeah. So if you can imagine that a budget is like a diet and cash flow is more like a lifestyle change for your finances.
2: Hmm.
1: That's a good analogy. Yeah. Yeah. And we did, yeah. We started talking about that, and I think we we headed down another path. So I appreciate we it, headed but down another path. That, I'm, that, I'm glad that you, can
0: happen with me.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, and me too. I think it was me. So I'm glad. I'm glad we had a chance to actually give that analogy because I think it's helpful for people. So um, good. And then anything about being a business person or an entrepreneur that. I mean, if there's little nuggets that people can get, now's the time they love you to You really,
0: it. really have to consider yourself two different people, the one running the business and the one mm-hmm. running your personal life. And the goals that you have personally are different than the goals that you're trying to hit in your business.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: When you're a consultant, you're putting everything on the line, you're risking a lot, you're risking finances, you're risking mm-hmm. reputation, you're risking everything that you've got, mm-hmm. right? And as you were saying earlier, sometimes the owner can be the last person to get paid.
1: Exactly, yeah.
0: So with my insurance background, that was something that I always taught business owners. You've got to protect your business and you've got to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. I remember walking into a, an office where a loan officer was reviewing insurance documents to see whether they could assign them to a loan Mm -hmm. and i said what is the person's personal situation well they're married and they have four kids and i was like so you can't do that then
2: Mm
0: -hmm. right so sometimes we don't consider ourselves like if you're if you're not working in your business then is your business still able to run without you yeah if you're not paying yourself any money then how is your family being looked after or how are your own personal goals being looked after and I think it's really important too to start thinking about what what am I trying to build when you start what am I trying to build what's my exit strategy am I going to be a I can do this work forever and I probably will because I love it yeah you know I love to coach people but let's say I'm not that person What's my plan? Am I going to sell this business? Am I going to shut it down? Am I going to what am I going to do with it? Am I going to bring somebody else in? So start thinking about that sooner than you think you need to. And also get help before you think you can afford it.
1: Oh, that's great advice. We back and that kind of circles back to the very premise of what your business is, is about too, right? Get get help, get professional and and to talk to someone, right? So that's great advice. Um, yeah, well, thanks for taking the time for with us today. I sure appreciate it. Uh, lots of really good information. And hopefully there's someone out there uh, uh, is not only encouraged as a consultant listening to this, but if they're actually in a situation where you could add some value, they reach out and connect with you. Um, yeah, that what would is be great. The, and what is the best way to connect with you?
0: You can reach me on my website. Do money like it makes sense.ca. Uh, you can always DM me on LinkedIn or on Instagram. Um, and my email is mora m a u r a at do money like it makes sense.ca.
1: Good. And we will also post that information when uh, in the podcast uh, with the podcast and on our website. So thanks again for taking the time with us today.
0: Thank you very much. Have a great day. Thank
1: you you both for the great conversation. All right. Uh, Recording stopped? No.